This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. This is Brandon Kelly, the host of Blue Wire's new podcast, Golden Goal. Messi takes everybody on. Messi has got it! From Lionel Messi to Marta to Pele, our show takes a deep dive into soccer superstars. What a World Cup for Megan Rapinoe. From Zlatan Ibrahimovic's brash confidence with the play to back it up, to Megan Rapinoe's heroic outspokenness and World Cup flair. Each episode examines a personality of the world's game. We'll dig into Maradona's Hand of God performance and subsequent downfall. The teenage trio at Dortmund that signaled the next generation of superstars. And that infamous headbutt that slung Zinedine Zidane from glory. Golden Goal. Soccer stars and the moments that made them. Premiering this summer on Blue Wire. Blue Wire. Let's park this ship. It's only game. Why do you have to be mad? Scary voice. I don't think it got me doing that. Remember when I called you last night <laughs> and I just belched? <laughs> Into the microphone. <laughs> Did not time that correctly. Hi. Hi, what's up? Welcome back to Puck Bunnies. I'm Audrey. I'm Christina. And this is a hockey podcast. Well, Audrey's trying to make it an ASMR podcast because she's doing the thing where she's trying to tap the mic a little bit. No, no, you're going to trigger me. Ah. <laughs> um, Christina, how are you? I'm hanging in there. How about How about yourself? Fourth of July is tomorrow, so feeling sweaty, feeling anxious. Yeah, I'm really tired of just saying, like, I'm hanging in there. Mm-hmm. I have to say that about 80 times a week because my job has insisted upon, like, doing everything via Zoom meeting that can possibly be done by Zoom meeting. And so we have those little pleasantries, and I'm like, well, you know, I, I can't say I would actually like to just run out in traffic right now. I'm bored by my own state of being because it's just the same you know that i might actually say that one that one's pretty good i feel like i could deliver that one you have to mix it up sometimes in these uncertain times i want my employers to have no expectations of me (laughs) that is what i desire that is my accommodation should we compare hair lengths right now how are we doing on the hair length department so mine is completely straightened out i'm at nipple level but i have a very long neck i'm right below nipple level so we're probably at the same level because i have a a shorter neck than you (laughs) Do you want to talk about hockey? No. 
Okay, well, um, too bad, because we're going to anyway. We are going back to our imaginary world where the playoffs... Wait, 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 wait. Did you ever watch that show on, like, PBS Kids for the Dragon Tales? Yeah, Dragon Tales. Holy shit, we're doing... Dra- this is, like, this going is into Dragon, Dragon Tales. Tales. I don't remember how they got into Dragon World. I don't remember how that worked. No, but it's either. like we're going through the looking glass. Anyway. Well, we're here again in our imaginary Dragon Tales world where the playoffs are happening. <laughs> and Christina, we have our hub cities this week. It's so funny because I thought we had hub cities like two weeks ago. I think everybody else did too. They still might change. Nothing's set yet. And everybody thought that Vegas was going to be one of them. And in fact, they are Edmonton and Toronto. Two Canadian cities. There is so much made on all of media about wow this is so great that this is being announced on canada day they should have announced this way earlier if they were going to do it at all stop trying to make everything mean something we're in the middle of a pandemic stuff just fucking happens yeah there was no meaningful choice other than the very harsh reality that the united states cannot get coronavirus under control and at this point our government is just kind of pivoting towards like I guess we're going to just have to see what happens. We'll let them die. Well, it's very interesting, too, because for a while, people thought it was going to be between Toronto and Vancouver. But British Columbia's health uh, czar, or whatever the fuck they call them there. uh, Remember when we called things czars in America? That was weird. 2008 was weird. So their health czar said, no, we do not agree to these shortened quarantine bubbles that the NHL is pushing. And so what those are is there's a 14-day quarantine period to get into Canada right now. And to shorten that, they shortened it to five days. But you have to stay in the life raft that you came on. Yes. We're like Battlestar Galactica here. You stay on your team. So you have to stay within a group of 10 people that you came in with, I guess, for the rest of the playoffs. Each team gets to bring 50 personnel with them, apart from the players and coaches. It's players, coaches, and support staff. So like trainers, massage therapists. Here's my question. Would you want to be picked? Would you want to be the one one who had to go? Or do you want to be the one to stay there? I'll go now. I want to put this on the record for all of the hockey journalists who listen to this show, even though they know that they probably shouldn't. If you do not personally want to go to Edmonton for two and a half months, it'll probably be shorter. Like, let's be real, because it's going to get canceled three weeks into training camps. We have nothing to lose. I have no attachments. I can do my job, my real job, anywhere right now. My job still exists, but my office doesn't. We don't have any kids. I have insecure attachment to all authority figures. We're very healthy right now. We both have strong immune systems. I'm not an at-risk person at all. I don't have any pre-existing conditions, and um, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to ball out. I'm ready to sit in the parking lot of the Edmonton Arena and just look at people go in and out, because that is what we would be doing. Exactly. And who better to watch people in a parking lot than these two bitches? I'm just saying. Just a modest proposal. We are so good at people watching and just kind of like squinting and guessing who people are from a distance. Holy shit, it would be like the Golden Globes uh, red carpet, the fashion police, but way worse and much more grim. <laughs> it's like um, the Hunger Games when they go to the Capitol and they're like being interviewed before uh, oh. they go into the arena. That's exactly like if you want that vibe, Christine and I can do that for you. And we are very cheap. We will bring the pomp and we'll bring the <laughs> circumstance as well. 
So I was looking at how they're structuring these bubbles in Toronto and Edmonton. Every time we talk about this, I kind of I think about the the hit show uh, Under the Dome, and oh. how they put that huge plastic dome over the town. I think you're the only person who watched that. But I just picture this large dome being hovering over Edmonton, being dropped by like 500 helicopters. The thing about it is, it's comp- like everything else. You can't make these people do anything. Right. Fucking Jake Vertanen. <laughs> Worst crew ever. <laughs> yeah, Jake Vertanen was like out at some bar in Vancouver and he was getting, <laughs> he got shit on pretty bad for that a couple nights ago. And you know what? It's going to be really hard in the coming weeks to deal with the kind of atmosphere that we've created around like canceling people for behavior during the pandemic because you have perfect you're gonna have professional athletes who have been like summering in minnesota you're gonna have brock and Petey who are coming from brock's lake house and they haven't seen anybody they've just been hanging out they haven't been going out to the bars or anything and they're probably just like it's fine we've been taking care of ourselves you're gonna have canadian players who are like well, we've been in Vancouver, we've been in Victoria all summer, and it's been perfectly normal. Like, we were on lockdown for a month, and now everything's pretty much back to normal. And then you're going to have players coming from Phoenix, Arizona, who uh, are just crawling with germs and have probably been going out to Tempe bars every night for the past three weeks. So it's going to be hard to have players coming from places all over the world, especially that are experiencing Mm -hmm. this pandemic very differently and trying to corral them all into not going anywhere or doing anything. It just, again, begs the question, why the fuck are we doing doing this? this? And it was really interesting to see one response to like, why the fuck are we doing this came from friend of the podcast, Artemi Panarin, Mm -hmm. who popped off on Twitter this week about something that nobody really understands. Yes, myself included. He voiced concerns about something called the escrow. And Audrey, do you, do you know what the word escrow means? No, I don't. Okay. You're about to learn right now because it's very, very interesting. And I think it's sort of the behind the, thing, the scenes stuff that is driving a lot of the confusion with return to play right now. Before I even go into this, it's a lot easier to work out physical logistics than it is to work out the financial ramifications of the pandemic that's happening to the collective bargaining agreement. The first thing you need to understand about escrow is that the CBA, which is a collective bargaining agreement that governs how players get paid and how owners get paid. The way that works is players and owners split all hockey-related revenue 50-50. We love that very specific line item in the budget. Yeah, so hockey-related revenue, like it, it includes the very obvious things like ticket sales, merch sales. What it doesn't include is things like teams being sold to somewhere else. So when you know owners spend $100 million to buy a new team for Seattle, for example, uh, the players didn't get a dime of right. that. Because the players and the owners split everything, the players in the league essentially split everything 50-50, sometimes the salary requirements of the players are greater than their share of the league's revenue that year. And because the CBA is completely structured in favor of the owners, to account for this, they basically take a certain chunk out of players' salary to account for that. To make sure that it's skewed, the percentages are skewed. 
Right. And so the way it works is it, it, the way it works is essentially is that there's money in, in a bank account and the, the bank account is the escrow. It's like basically sitting there that nobody can touch it. But it inherently disadvantages the players because it's taking more money per capita from them than it is from the team. So at the end of the season, if there ends up being more money in the bank account than there should be, then the players get some. But that usually doesn't happen. What's going on right now? <laughs> so obviously revenue down in the NHL. Wait, why? I don't know if you noticed, but um, there's not been anybody making any money. So Artemi Panarin says, fuck, uh, we're not going to get like half of our salary. The estimates for how much escrow was going to be was up. I saw stuff from like 35 to 40%. So this would be some, this would be devastating for a lot of players. This would and th- and that's what people don't understand is like they don't get how revenue works in the back in the background. So they proposed a new and awful way to fix this. So what they want to do, and this is going to be bad for everyone and everyone's going to hate it and you're going to be so mad. I just want to say that I'm learning a lot so far. Really? That's so nice. They want to fix escrow this year at 20%. They want to cap it at a hard 20%. In exchange for that, they want a flat salary cap for three years. They're going to keep it at 81.3. And that is horrible. I see you even know that it's bad, right? If even I know that it, that means everyone should see it. But also explain it to me like I don't know. (laughs) Okay. So the salary cap grows every year by about 15%. Been growing even faster every year just because of how much money the league has been making. So this is really bad because a lot of teams that we all know and love, I'm talking the Toronto Maple Leafs. I almost said the Toronto Marlies, which is not in that world right now. Or like the Carolina Hurricanes. These are all teams that play all the way up to and also past their cap all the time. Because these are teams that want to be competitive. And so they go after players who they don't already have, or they're trying to keep really good players that they already do have. So this is fucking basically any sort of league parody that we were looking at. Teams like the Bruins are going to do great because they have a bunch of team-friendly mm-hmm. contracts. But there's going to be buyouts. There's going to be It's going to be a mess. So this is mostly problematic for players who are going to be entering free agency. Because you have a bunch of teams who are now like, oh, fuck, we have to restructure our entire like budget and how much money we're planning on spending on players for the next three years because the league can basically say, oh, sorry, we're not going to extend the capital because it's allegedly going to take us three years to smooth over the dent that this is putting in our revenue. Right. It's the same thing that's happening on, on a different scale with like students and universities. That's why you see schools who are going all online for the next probably two years who are going to be raising tuitions. Yes, my undergrad just did that actually. Love that for them. Because they don't want to touch the principal. And it's because they're all greedy bastards. And you'll love this. The whole bread and circuses thing that they shoved down the players' throats was, if you accept this, then you can go to the Olympics. Yes, the Olympics that will definitely be happening in two years. I don't know. I could see that one, maybe. I could, I could see that one being the first big one sure. that happens. I can pretend to be optimistic about something that's happening like <laughs> two and a half years from now. But it's also, it's so hard to imagine that right now. And also, mm-hmm. I think we've all, all of us together, have maybe learned a lesson about trying to predict the future and events that may or may not happen in the future over the last four months. So yeah, 
Oh, it's a manifestly stupid decision for them to accept this as part of the deal. They should say that they'll send them to the Summer Olympics next summer and just do men's and women's hockey during the Summer Olympics next summer. Here's the thing is why don't there just one Olympics? Do it every two years. Hell, I'm sorry. I'm just thinking outside the box here. You know how like every Olympics, there's like that sad story about some five foot nothing, extremely traumatized gymnast. This is their only shot. She's 18 years old. She's old as fuck. She's just put her down. And I'm like, if you had them every two years, we could, I'm because I'm very tired of that narrative. (laughs) Anyway, the only other thing I want to talk about when it comes to the playoffs and the hub cities is that you know a lot of what i think we're going to be talking about in the next few weeks is how hard it's going to be to keep players like it's going to be like hurting cats (laughs) and if we even like get to that point but edmonton our favorite canadian city by far the one that we know and love has decided to (laughs) build a physical wall around their playoff bubble wait i did not see that yes they are saying that they are literally going to build a wall around it Oh, but that's not gonna, like, it's not prison. It's not jail. I'm not sure it's not jail. Why are they gonna just put ankle braces on and it's so much cheaper? Yeah, just like, we have the technology. We use it to incarcerate mass amounts of people. Okay, that, honestly, I didn't even think about that till right now, right? They're like, how are we going to keep our eye? Microchip them. Right, like, how are we going to keep our eye on all these people? And I'm like, I don't know. Maybe just go to a California prison and ask the warden what they do. I mean, the wall is ridiculous. Don't build any walls. No, I'm, I'm against walls. I'm open concept. Christina said no borders. Open concept countries. Hey, Audrey. Hey, Christina. So you know how I have been just really into redecorating my place now that I'm here constantly? I mean, what else are we going to do? There's nothing to do. No, it's like basically play the Sims in your house with with belongings. And my favorite purchase that I've made is definitely my new bed. And I realized that, wouldn't you know it, full sheets don't fit on a queen-size bed. No way. I actually also realized this this year as well after I moved. So I think that means we've officially evolved and we're big girls now. We're such big girls that we are evolving to the big girl sheet brand. We wanted to tell you a little bit about Brooklinen, which is providing us with the sheets that fit our bed. The selection is insane. I was able to pick out exactly what I wanted in the colors that I wanted in the thread count that I wanted. I'm really, really excited to see how it ups my bed game, which is already pretty high. I don't know about you guys, but I'm turning 26 this coming week. And before this, my sheet sets have generally come in the same packaging, like top sheet, fitted sheet, pillowcases, and you can't really choose different colors for them. The great thing about Brooklinen is that unlike a lot of these big box stores where we've been getting our sheets before, you can pick out individually different patterns and different colors for everything in your set. And they have sateen finishes, they have classic finishes, they have linen for the summer. Brooklinen is really interesting and special because they were the first direct-to-consumer bedding company. So that means they're cutting out the middleman completely and just giving you the great product and service. It's all the luxury products that I would really like to have as an adult without the luxury markup. Brooklinen is now the number one bedding company in the U.S. and it's also the fastest growing. So you should go with Brooklinen, home of the internet's favorite sheets. And we actually have a special offer for you. So if you would like 10% off your first order and free shipping, just use code BLUEWIRE at brooklinen.com. Brooklinen sheets are the perfect place to start making your mornings, your afternoon naps, when you go to bed at night, 
anytime that you're on your bed, and I do be in my bed most of the day, <laughs> it's gonna make it way more comfortable. Brooklyn and everything you need to live your most comfortable life. Right before we recorded earlier today, I did see a great um, tweet, which started some discourse on the internet from a former Pittsburgh Penguins player, Tyler Kennedy, who was being interviewed about the Penguins on the radio. And they were asking him about what he thinks about the NHL and the NBA restarting the season. And they asked him for some unclear reason like about NBA players being upset because they won't be able to like bring outside ladies in, like girlfriends. That's just racist. Yes. Yeah. So what he said is, let me put it this way. I don't think Sidney Crosby is thinking, do I want to have sex or do I want to try and win the Stanley Cup? So there's a lot to unpack there. Intersectionally, there is so much going on in that statement. Because on one hand, you're you're saying that like, okay, the NBA players are hypersexual because they're black men. And on the other hand, you're saying it's a good thing that Sidney Crosby appears volatile (laughs) to everyone. And I'm just like, no, like the, one of these is way better than the other. There's so much going on psychologically with this quote. And obviously, I don't think Tyler Kennedy thought thought about this at all before he just popped off and said it. No. We're going to read into it way more than uh, he thought about it before he said it. Right. It's just like the first thing that comes to my mind is like, oh, yucky. Yeah. Because it's just the implications are all there. Yes. And I'm so tired of this boring hockey man trope of the only real sport is hockey because they're white. And they're boring. And right. there's no I in team. And none of them have any personality. No, I want them to fuck all the yeah. time. I want them to be addicted to fucking. I want a whole league of Patrick Sharps. <laughs> Let the Patrick Sharps loose. Let Patrick Sharp loose in Hub City. Oh my God. So there's going to be some fun conversations, I think, about, like, the first time a player meets a girl off of Bumble and brings her into his hotel and and she gives him coronavirus. Well, what I'm a little bit concerned about is just what's going to happen with the employees who are working there. And, like, I don't mean to be grim or anything like that, but if you're putting a bunch of guys in in a group and giving them access to alcohol and not access to a lot of other people, that puts a lot of hotel workers in very compromising situations. Absolutely. And I hope that if anyone is listening to this that has any say in this whatsoever, please make sure that those people are taken care of. Because that that would be a really scary situation to be in, and I don't think I'd want to be in a bubble like that for real where I was serving them. Those are the kind of things that I'm like, clearly no thought has been put into this. Right. And the reason we know that is because none of the players have any idea what the fuck is going on because no other details have been released. I saw today that the they're supposed to start playing on August 1st. And I'm supposed to start doing a lot of things, but... Camps are supposed to open on July 13th. Happy early birthday to me. Yeah, if you want to get Audrey a present uh, by the time that this episode comes out, you'll probably be too late, but I already got her a present, so. (laughs) Would you like to take some calls? I would love to take some calls. Hey, girls. This is uh, Ethan from Nashville. So uh, maybe you guys are like me and you're watching a lot of playoff hockey goals on YouTube and getting emotional thinking about it. But um, uh, personally, I love the atmosphere at playoffs and uh, in the arena and like when you're in town so much that I would feel kind of bummed out if we won the cup this year. Um, we wouldn't be able to do the parade. We wouldn't be able to do all the fun stuff that comes along when you win it. Am I wrong for wanting us to crash and burn out of the playoff round and maybe get Lafreniere? 
Anyway, thanks, girls. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. You should always want to lose. First reality check. Christina, do you think the Nashville Predators will be winning the Stanley Cup this year? I do not think that's going to be happening, no. No, I have to agree. I do not think that they're going to be winning the Stanley Cup this year. You know who they do play in the play-in round, though? Who's that? The Arizona Coyotes. Oh, so you have uh, some skin in the game, would you say? I do. I think I have a little bit of skin in the game here, and I would love to see uh, the Preds lose. I think my need for immediate gratification is greater in the sense that like I would rather have them win a playoff round than get a first round draft pick because I want to see results oh, absolutely. now. I want to be happy now. <laughs> no, you know what? I think that there's something to be said for like what a good showing in the playoffs can do for your team in terms of what how they believe that they can play in the next yeah. year because they're so stupid that like they can be convinced that they're good. I wish I had that kind of mind that could be molded, that kind of neuroplasticity. Okay, let me read you this text. Hello, Puck Bunnies. First time, long time. Can Christina tell me if Dylan Larkin has grounds to sue the NHL for emotional distress? Would love to know what legal action he can take since they're determined to ruin his life and drive him into a depression. Well, Sarah, I'll tell you what. This is like an interesting question because I think that there are a lot of players who are just like, fuck, this is going to ruin my career. Free agency was supposed to be, what, yesterday? Yeah, July 1st. So there's a lot of people who are just waiting in the lurch. And there's a lot of people who are going to lose a shitload of money on all of this. And there's not really anything that they can do. I know that you're asking like a funny question, but it does really suck for a lot of the players because a lot of their lives are just like, well, I, I guess I'll just go play in another country. Which actually, a little update about that. The latest CBA that came out says that it's fine. Like cool. you can You can wave. You can go play in like Croatia or whatever. Dylan, go to Switzerland, dude. Just take a couple months off. Go hang out. He needs to go to the Dasha. Um, I think players like Dylan Larkin and Jack Eichel should unionize. <laughs> they should form a union. A union of rats. Hello, Puck Bunnies. This is Daniel. Uh, so before I get to my question, I have a quick request. It's Friday afternoon, and yet instead of being excited for the weekend or feeling any kind of way about it, I have to get ready to go to work until 2 a.m. Because I'm somehow considered an essential worker even though I just perform drudgery for a, you know, large financial institution. So if you could just tell me that everything's going to be okay in, like, just the most insincere way, uh, I'd really appreciate that. So to my question, um, as a person who only really follows the game of hockey when the Blackhawks are doing well, which is not... Uh, really happened very recently. Uh, how would you recommend, you know, kindling a, a longer-term relationship with the great game? Um, any kind of game you could think of, any series of games or moments in history that you could recommend digging out of the archives? Uh, just for a little inspiration, you know? Um, yeah, that's it. Thank you. Take care. Stay safe. Here's the thing, Daniel. You are never going to be able to become a fan of a team watching games that are not live. I disagree, but I will also say first that we were supposed to tell him that it's okay. It's okay, but also... First of all, thank you for your service to your financial institution. (laughs) Braver than the troops. Okay, so why do you say that? 
Because, I, so I think you have to get like swept up in something. That's right. Fair. So I came to the game. I had never watched hockey before. So maybe it's a little bit different if like you ha- you're rekindling something. But for me, it really helps just to see something happen and take off or to witness something so awful. You know what I mean? It's like, so you trauma bond. Trauma bond to your team. So right now you're in a really great position to trauma bond with the Blackhawks. Right. Because they're probably not going to do very well in these playoffs. And then they're going to be shit awful for like the next five years. So strap in, Daniel, because this is when true fans are born. But also, I think the Blackhawks have one of the top chances of getting the first round draft pick. I mean, the fucking New Jersey Devils had the first round draft pick. She makes a good point. Jack Hughes sucks at hockey. (laughs) Jack Hughes sucks. Quinn Hughes rules. This is a pro-Quinn podcast. My input on this is that obviously we're in a very tough spot right now because literally there's no live sports available unless you're like really into esports or I guess race car driving, which, okay, perverts, but whatever. (laughs) But I think especially with the CBA stuff that's going on, it's a great time to rewatch the Olympics. Find some new guys that you really are into because it's, the greats like you can watch a whole bunch of really amazing players from all different teams compete for their countries i'm obviously partial to soshi 2014 tj oshi shootout king while his daughter was getting born and also 2018 u.s women's hockey you can't go wrong if you need an uplifting like mighty Ducks story that's non-fiction watch that yeah or just watch the mighty ducks if you want something fiction so audrey i have a text for you what team should overpay for John Forslund since the Hurricanes owner let him walk? And what will Trip do without him as hockey's most lovable Ronin? <laughs> That's such a good text. I'm so sad about this. In real life, friend and also friend of the pod, Sarah Sivian, wrote about this yesterday. And I, last night, had one white claw and got really, really in my feelings about John and Trip being <laughs> split up. It makes me so sad. The short story behind this is that the Canes are still apparently trying to have talks over John Forslund's contract. He's been with the franchise longer than they've been in North Carolina. Like he was with the Whalers in Hartford before they got moved to North Carolina. When did that happen? The mid 90s. He's been with them since 91. My goodness. But what really makes this upsetting is the Canes are really fucking John and Tripp here. Tripp signed a new deal on July 1st when they became free agents, but multiple sources confirmed to her that the Canes haven't been willing to budge on their terms. It's team friendly that they're offering them scraps. So let me lay this on you because you're going to really appreciate this. Pandemic times. These new contracts are going to move, would move them from salaried employees to contractors oh so they would get a base stipend and then a bonus which is scaled tied to attendance oh my god they're on the cory perry steve but it's tied to attendance so i'm like this is literally tips yeah you're making them baristas i would be very interested to see here what trip tracy's lawyer has to say about them trying to trip tracy is his them. own lawyer his own agent no, well, Trip Tracy, Trip Tracy, please call me because you should not be doing that. Just let me do it. 
Yeah, that is, that's pretty fucked up. Just writ large, I feel like this is happening at a lot of people's jobs because this is what happens whenever there's an economic recession mm-hmm. is that employers realize that they have all the power over people's livelihoods. And the, the reality is, and that's how capitalism works, is they're going to turn the screws on us when they can. Yeah, absolutely. So it's really disappointing to see a sports team that makes a shitload of money try to nickel and dime these guys that like make it really great for their fans. So that's that's really shitty. So this is all like if we have a 2020-2021 season. So what they're looking at if we come back and John Forslund and Trip Tracy are are still together, their pay cut would be more than half of what they made last season. Holy shit. I feel like some broadcasting teams might be like, okay, we're going to make this work for a year. But the important detail here is that they're so popular. The Athletic did a Mm -hmm. survey of all 31 teams, all of their broadcasting teams, in terms of who's most liked, who's most professional, who's most entertaining. And the Canes had the number one overall. Of course. Of course they did. Because they're delightful. And like, obviously, John Forslund does a lot of national broadcasts, too. And I think NHL Network or NBC would be a fool to not pursue him at this point. But I think it's I think it's really sad. It's sad. And and like I said, it's just like something that probably a lot of people can relate to right now. Just getting fucked when you're already down. Tracy shouldn't be alone right now. John Forslund, do you want to become a, a puck bunny? Third Mike, let's go. We won't pay you anything, but you can take a third of everything. <laughs> Which, you know, we might be going places, so... Yeah, we're, we're to say? going to Edmonton together. Oh my god. Oh my god. Can you imagine us in an RV with John Forslund and Trip Tracy? Who wouldn't pay to that see that? That would be so Who fun. Who would not pay to see that? Hey, Puck Bunnies. Uh, thanks for coming back. I really appreciate it. We definitely need you in these, uh, these COVID times. Uh, I wanted to say thank you to the person, I already forget their name, but who had the divine inspiration of the Maurice Richard murder trophy. Um, Really just like hammers home the duality of the sociopathy of hockey players and also the lack of higher brain function where they may not be able to actually consider that scoring a goal was a bad thing and might kill a person. You know, coach put them on the ice to score. That's what they're going to do. Uh, I think Eichel's a good choice. I think he's a bit of a human being at this point, and I don't blame him. Uh, he's also done the math, which would have been difficult, but there are 30 other teams that he could potentially harm and increase his chance of winning if he scores a goal. And really, there's 31, because if he kills someone on his team, that still doesn't really lower his chances. There's no one on that team that really matters. So, yeah, it's a needle in a haystack, you know, 31 teams against the world, but if he hits it, he's in better chances. Uh, but my pick is probably Taylor Hall. Uh, he strikes me as just the right kind of um, how to put – you've seen Memento. There's a scene in Memento where uh, the guy has memory loss issues, putting mildly, uh, and he's running through an RV park, and he looks across the RVs, the rows of RVs, and he sees a man on the other side, and he's thinking, what am I doing right now? I must be chasing this guy. And he rounds the corner, and as he does, the guy shoots at him, and he says, oh, no, actually, this guy's chasing me. And that's what I imagine Dean Taylor Hall would be like. Sort of you're in the middle of doing something and you're maybe, you know, getting a voting license. And then you're wondering what exactly you're supposed to be doing. And that would be his teammates shouting at him as he scored goals. Uh, so I think Taylor Hall would be the pick. You know, murdered someone again. I'm a joke. I just want my Maurice Richard trophy. Thanks, Buck Bunnies. Um, I really... My uh, my favorite part of this call was him saying that Taylor Hall has the affect of someone who's has a traumatic brain injury. 
Because, because he really he does. does. <laughs> we can safely assume that he does at some level. He does, and he's just as, like, he is dazed, like, the guy in Memento. Like, that's a really... This was insane. Like, are you okay, <laughs> the person who called? I mean, this is the kind of shit we're looking for, obviously, because this is very close to how, like, me and Christina's brains work. Yeah, like, I probably texted Audrey something like this last Taylor week. Hall, that's a good guess. You know what's so weird about Taylor Hall is that he's so much smaller in person than I thought he would be. I don't think I've ever seen... Oh, no. I I saw the Devils in D.C. this year. Ha. Huh, you mean you walked down on the street today? <laughs> boom. Boom. Black. <laughs> we got a text this week that says, Do the Flyers have any cute players besides Carter Hart? Oh, boy. First of all, I want to say... I can't. I can't say his name. We legally cannot say that Carter Hart is cute because he's 15 years old. So do the Flyers have any cute players, period? Let's stage appropriate. I mean, I'm just going to evaluate Carter Hart on an aesthetic Mm -hmm. perspective. He's not my type. He's too young is the issue. He's literally too young for either of us to even evaluate on a fair scale. So I used to have a bit where I was like really horny for Kevin Hayes, but that bit has been canceled on several fronts. First of all, it kind of offended my boyfriend. <laughs> Second of all, um, Kevin Hayes is a big fan of Barstool Sports yes. and I can no longer stand by. And watch him be complicit. <laughs> watch him be complicit. So Kevin Hayes is no longer handsome and he actually never was. He was just kind of interesting looking. I think Travis uh, Connect 4 is kind Travis of Travis Konechny, the thing about the Flyers is that they're what I would call seasoned they're flavored. They're a little salty. Salty looking. Wait, boys. we're forgetting Giroux. We're forgetting Claude. Claude. Claude Giroux. Captain Claude. Very handsome. Very Moving cute. Moving down the list, I would say if you're looking for somebody who's kind of like Disney prince looking, I would go Ivan Pavarov. Oh. He's like 25. He's chiseled. Russian. That's cool. If you want to get into like... <laughs> the grimy the grimy section of the flyers mm. uh i mean you have nolan patrick and travis connecty you have a lot of choices there i don't know they have an energy so there's a, there's options on the flyers for you other than carter hart who we will not say is that's, cute. that's baby okay we have a text hey bunnies what do you actually miss about hockey Like, is it really the hockey or is it the group hugs? I think for me, it's seeing grown men so happy and pumped that they look like they might cry or the fighting. But my ECHL team ended their team, ended their season with the line brawl. So maybe I'm just feeling the FOMO of not going to that game. This is a really good question because the the moment that the shutdown started, I just went out of my mind. Oh, yeah. It's only recently started to come back. I was thinking the other day, I was like, wow, it'd be really great to just drink a beer and sit on my couch and watch a hockey game. And that's like the first thought of, about watching the game of hockey that I've had in a while. And even now with everything getting started and the let's turn play on initiative or whatever the fuck they're calling it, it's still so ridiculous and seems so far out that I still can't get excited right. about it. But I think what I miss the most is just the excitement of being at a game and like watching a game where like anything could happen. Because now everything feels like it's been so preordained that I would really like to see something spontaneous for a change. What about you? Real cancer season hours. I miss seeing grown men express affection for each other. <laughs> Definitely. I, I get what this caller's talking about. It's, oh, yeah. It would be nice to like see humans interact in a positive way with other humans and like be physically affectionate towards each other 
This week, the Caps, they've been obviously releasing these little videos on social of their morning skates and everything. Mm -hmm. And they released one this week of Koozie scoring. Oh, He does this celly and he's like jumping up and down, but nobody can touch him. So they're all like six feet away from each other going like, yay! Oh my god. (laughs) They're not going to be able to stop themselves from touching each other during the game, I feel. They're like puppies. They need skin to skin. (laughs) Well, that's why they're all going to be in the bubble together and it'll be fine, right? I love that yours is like really sweet and mine's like, I love the metaphysical aspect of war. I think we're done. I think we covered everything. Friends, foes, frenemies. It's been fun, as always. Thank you, Christina, for spending your Friday night with me. Happy happy 4th of July. You know what I hate about the 4th of July? It always reminds me that the only celebrity that shares my exact sun, rising, and moon combo is Francis Scott Keys. Well, it reminds me that the most famous person who shares my exact sun, moon, rising combination is George W. Bush. So... <laughs> We canceled. <laughs> if you want to call in with your questions or your suggestions for next week's episode, you can call us at 774-318-6952. Please remember to rate and review us on iTunes or Apple Podcasts or whatever they're calling it these days. For Audrey's birthday. Oh, yeah. Leave me a nice little birthday. Leave me a nice little birthday card. You can follow us on Twitter at PuckBunnies underscore pod or Instagram at PuckBunniesPod, no underscore. You can also support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash puckbunnies. I'm Christina. I'm Audrey. And this has been Puck Bunnies. Bye. I love your shirt, by the way. Is that from oh, Madewell? Oh, thank you. It is from Madewell. How'd you know? <laughs>